Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week this week? It was good. It was good? Well, mostly. Once my lawnmower gets fixed in a minute better oh that, yeah but otherwise good week good week how about you yeah it wasn't a bad week wednesday sucked wrestling wise at least you know. yeah god we're gonna talk about we're that. gonna talk about that um we're gonna jump right into everything this week we are drinking the angels envy uh bourbon that i brought in a couple months ago now um i love that stuff it's delicious it's and... a very good whiskey <laughs> so uh, it, it's pricey it is a little bit pricey, what? but it's very it's quality. It. It's very quality stuff, and it's it's pricey in that it was like fifty five yeah. bucks, which you know when you drink whiskey like I do, and that I maybe have a glass here, and then I might have a glass throughout the week. Fifty bucks lasts me quite a while. Yeah, and so. you know the other thing about whiskeys are, I mean, we all grew up, or at least most of us, I would say, grew up on the 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 three amigos. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Middle of the road, standard Jack, Jim, you know, what is it, Jack, Jim, and uh, Donnie. Okay, I was like, which, which one, what, what are you going for the third or, Amigo? Or you could add I mean, Jameson. I Jameson, guess, Crown. Um, well, they, they all start with J's. Is the thing with it. But we all grew up kind of in that middle of the road whiskey land, right? Because, yeah. I mean, we're 30s, 40s. The whole This whole whiskey revolution thing didn't start until, you know, probably around 2000. Maybe the late nineties. And if anybody wants to send us some Pappy Van Winkle, um, yeah, yeah, we, if you want to do that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Or like some blue, or you know, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Send it to our non-existent uh, PO box at uh, right. this PO box does not actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, let, let's hop in because I've yeah. got some words. Uh, yeah, we we gonna have we gonna have some. Uh, I think we're gonna have a good conversation today. Um, so we'll start off with Monday Night Raw. We had. Uh, starting the show off, AJ Styles and Omos versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Titles, and the heels defended their titles. Of course, they did because they're not going to take it off of Omos and AJ this soon. Uh, we got Charlotte Flair versus Dana Brooke, um, which uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, Charlotte of course got the win there. Um, Mandy actually attacked Charlotte uh, after the match because Charlotte refused to let out of the figure eight. I love seeing that. I love seeing somebody, oh, you're not going to break this hold? I'm going to make you break this hold. I'd like to see the ref start doing it. I I really would. I'd like to see the ref if you get somebody has a, a guy locked in an ankle lock or something, they're not letting up. The ref just runs, bounce off the ropes, and just flying knee to the face. I don't know. I just uh, we get Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Uh, Priest got the win there. Uh, we get Lucha House Party versus Sel- Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Um, Lucha House Party got the win, and we saw uh, Alexander and Benjamin break up. So we're probably going to see a feud between those two going forward, uh, and this could be uh, Benjamin's swan song. Could be. If you're gonna if you're gonna break up the hurt business, 
may as well break it all up anyway. Yeah. Uh, we get Drew Gulak versus Angel Garza, uh, where Garza got the win. Garza making his return after however long he's been irrelevant. Uh, we get RK, RK Bro versus Elias and Jackson Riker. Um, RK Bro gets the win there. We have Sheamus versus Mansoor, who has been promoted to the main roster after never appearing on NXT. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. It was, um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't, did it go to a finish? I don't think it I think, I think, uh, Umberto Carrillo interfered. So, yeah, I think, I think it was a protection of Mansoor, protection of Sheamus with Umberto coming out interfering to cause a loss there. Uh, then we had Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Naomi and Lana for the women's tag titles. Um, and of course the, the champions retained. I don't know what they're doing with the women's tag division. We get Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman, uh, where, uh, Lashley got the win. Uh, then McIntyre laid both of them out to stand tall, which means he won't win at backlash. Uh, sir, sir. That is uh, WrestleMania backlash. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, moving to Tuesday night on NXT, we had a false count anywhere match between Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott, in which Scott won uh, and created a uh, faction. We had Cameron Grimes versus Asher Hale, where Cameron Grimes won. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus the Grizzled. Young veterans. I hate the way he says that. God, I hate that so much. Like, I, as a team, I like what yeah. they do in the ring. Take the mic out of his hand because yes. it just turns me off. We're the winner gets a shot at the tag titles. Um, and we had Chomp and Thatcher win. Kieran Cross came out and kind of cut a promo versus uh, Johnny Gargano or. Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, like everybody, who's coming for the belt. Um, so that kind of happened. We had Saray versus uh, Zeta Ramier, where Saray won. And then we had L.A. Knight versus Jake Atlas, where L.A. Knight won. You didn't say that right. Sorry. L.A. Knight. Thank you. Uh, we had Kushida, uh, Kushida versus Santos Escobar uh, for the title. We're... Uh, Kushida won. No, I'm sorry. Um, it was just a. It was. Just, I think it was just a. Uh, it was just promo. a thing, a promo. Yeah, because uh, then we had we had two promos actually, because we had that and then we had a promo for Raquel Gonzalez versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, then we had the women's tag team street fight of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus The Way where we have new women's tag team champions in the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. It. So that was NXT. Um, all right. So Wednesday night, AEW, Blood and Guts. The first half of the show was pre-taped, and the final half of the show was Blood and Guts. 
if you bought tickets to Blood and Guts and didn't realize that it was pre-taped, they were offering refunds. And I think the report was all of five people took them up on it. Um, so to start off, we have John Moxley and Eddie Kingston uh, versus Kenny o- Omega and uh, Michael Nakazawa. And Moxley and Kingston got the win after Kenny Omega walked out. It was dumb. Um, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. Um, I think QT got the win there. No, Rhodes defeated Marshall. Come Um, on, sir. I was actually thinking, but, you know. And then uh, we get um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page assaulting Darby Allin. Uh, which ended with Darby Allen like falling down stairs. Cause it's Darby Allen. Yeah. Um, we got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus, uh, Julia Hart. <laughs> uh, Baker, of course, defeated this no name competitor that we've never heard of before. Super fast. <laughs> um, we got a four-way tag team eliminator match. We had SCU, Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, and The Acclaimed. Um, SCU gets the win. They go on to face uh, the Bucks at Double or Nothing. And if I remember hearing the report right, if SCU loses, they no longer team They're together. They're not SCU anymore, correct. Um, what? Well, this is something that's been well, going on. It's been building on dark. We'll talk okay. about it. Um, there's a double or nothing championship announcement. I missed that apparently. Um, which I guess um, next week, top ring competitors Mac, uh, Pack, and Orange Cassidy will battle for the right to challenge him at double or nothing. Yeah. That's a, that'll be a great match. That that'll. They've put on match before. They've, we've seen Pac and Cassidy before. Yeah. I think that'll and be it, good. It's torn the house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, then we get Blood and Guts, uh, Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. I'm not going to walk through this dumpster fire of a match. I am just going to say that Inner Circle surrendered and uh, Chris Jericho got thrown off at the top of the cage anyway because, sir, of course, he did. Sir, we got 50 minutes. We will go through this dumpster fire for match. But not right now. Not right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got a lot to say on that. We've got a lot to say. So let's go over to SmackDown. Let us finish out this, and then we will dive in and talk about fun stuff and then finish on yeah. the dumpster okay. fire. Moving to SmackDown, we had Roman Reigns, uh, Jay Uso, and Paul Heyman kick off the show with a eulogy of Daniel Bryan's career. Uh, where Jimmy was reintroduced as well. We then have a match of Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, where Cesaro wins, he becomes he gets to challenge Roman at uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and he does win. We have a backstage segment with that was one of the best backstage segments I've seen in a long time with Sami Zayn, Sonya Deville, and uh, Teddy Long. Because this was SmackDown throwback. Uh, we have Ruby Riot versus Carmella, where Carmella wins. Bailey comes out and cuts a promo on previous women's champions and the fact that she's going to face Bianca at uh, Backlash. 
We had Dominic Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler, where Dominic wins. We had Tamina versus Reginald, where nobody wins. Uh, it, Does, doesn't, it doesn't even matter who gets the who gets the pinfall there. Nobody wins that. It was a DQ, uh, a DQ win for uh, Tamina, but no one won this match. Uh, then we had a ten man tag team match that was set up during a backstage segment of Apollo. Otis, Gable, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn versus Big E, The New Day, Kevin Owens. No, I'm sorry, not New Day. Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and The Street Profits. It's always, I always want to say New Day when I talk about what Big E do still. Well, I mean, he is still part of The New Day, so it is okay. Roman Reigns gave his gave, gives Jimmy an ultimatum, and that leads to some stuff that I'll talk about, and that's the end of SmackDown. Uh, which you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about what happened there on SmackDown. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. With the Roman Reigns stuff. So Roman Reigns, Paul, and Jay are in the ring. They're going to have a ten bell salute for the death of Daniel Bryan's career, and Paul Heyman looks at the the. Uh, Timekeeper and says, "Your services will not be necessary." And then holds up a mic and goes, "Ding, ding," and does this ten times. They they talk a little bit more. Roman call says, "You know, we got somebody coming back." The Usos music hits. Jimmy comes out. They stand tall for a little bit. Uh, Roman tells Jimmy that, you know, he's got a place for him. Uh, he basically just has to acknowledge him, yada, yada, yada. Acknowledge me. Pretty I need much. your validation. Um, before anything had happened, Cesaro comes out and interrupts it all. Um, he, he starts, he, he's basically yelling down Roman about no one can replace Daniel Bryan, yada, yada, yada. Then Seth comes out and attacks Cesaro from the back. They're going to have a match. If Cesaro wins, he gets to fight Roman at WrestleMania Backlash. So this match starts going on. Um, during the match, the Usos are all at ringside. Seth gets thrown out. Was Roman at ringside for this, or did Roman go to the back? Roman, I think Roman went to the back. Um, oh, no worries. Uh, you know, just curious. Yeah, I think Roman went to the back here, but the Usos were out there. Rollins throws Cesaro out. Jay goes to attack Cesaro. Seth shoves him and says, I'm not Roman. I don't need your help. Then turns into a super kick from Jimmy. Because Seth just disrespected yeah. his brother. Cesaro gets back in the ring. Seth rolls back in the ring. Neutralizer, one, two, three, Cesaro wins. I mean, I like how um, WWE has been listening to us. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're bringing somebody, and it, Seth is the perfect person for it because it works. That, yeah, Roman was mm -hmm. in the back because that, that, that reminds me because after the end of this, it just cuts back there, and Roman and uh, Paul are just like, <sighs> you know. I just want somebody to say to Roman, Next time Roman says, acknowledge me, I just want somebody to say, hey, you know, if you really were the head of the table, you wouldn't have to beg everybody to acknowledge exactly. you. Exactly. 
and just drop right. the mic and walk out. So we end up with a backstage segment then of Seth uh, bowing up on Roman, basically saying, "You're do you, do I need to handle your cousins, or are you gonna fix this mess?" Yeah. Um, where Roman then kind of looks at Seth and's like, "Uh, first of all." You would have handled your your ish. I wouldn't have to face Cesaro, but you're right. We got a problem. Cut to the next backstage segment is all is Roman and Jimmy and Jay there, and Roman goes to say something to Jimmy, and Jimmy says, "You ain't gonna talk to me like a bitch," and walks out. And Jay's just kind of standing there, and Roman looks at him and goes, "Go handle him." Jay walks off. Finds Jimmy in the hallway. They start talking a little bit. Jimmy's like, do you think Roman cares at all about us? He don't care about any of us, Oos. You know, all this kind of stuff. I care about you. I need you. I want to be the tag team champions again. This goes on for a little bit. Jimmy comes back, you know, basically tells Roman, huh? <laughs> um... There's another segment backstage where Roman looks at Paul and goes, bring me, uh... Bring me, bring me Peter Pan. Basically, he says, uh, <laughs> bring me uh, Uso. And Paul goes, which one? And Roman just kind of stares at him for a second. And uh, Paul goes, understood, and walks off. <laughs> then the final thing you have, Roman's in the ring, and he gives Jimmy an ultimatum. He says, you either will acknowledge me and join your brother and me at the table, or you can go home and explain to your kids why the only Uso that matters is on TV while you're sitting at home with him. Jimmy sits there and thinks for a second. He rolls out of the ring, and he starts to walk to the back. Jay rolls out behind him. You know, you, come on, man, don't do this. You know, all that kind of stuff, right? He's trying to, he's trying to you know, talk him into it. Cesaro sneaks into the ring from behind, levels Rome. Jay goes to run into the ring, and Jimmy grabs him. And Jay kind of like shirks away from him, gets in the ring. As soon as he gets in the ring, Cesaro levels his ass too. Well, then Jimmy gets in the ring, and Jimmy gets leveled. <laughs> uh, I mean, Cesaro stands tall at the end of SmackDown here, which pretty much tells me that he won't win the belt. But I kind of like what they're doing here. I want to see how they take this. Is Jimmy going to be like, you know, Cesaro attack me? attack my brother, so I kind of have to join them. Well, what they're is, what they're building a, to, they're they're building to a Seth Roman feud. Probably that's that's what they hinted at there with the interactions between Seth and Roman. Probably. Um, I don't really care about Seth and Roman. Uh, I really don't either. When it comes right down to it, I do think that we're gonna see. Uh, Jay turn on Roman. I hope so. Because I think, I mean, it's like, like Seth said, I don't need your help. I'm not Roman. That should piss Roman off. It really should. I want Cesaro or Seth or somebody to say, dude, if you really were the head of the table, you wouldn't have to beg for acknowledgement from everybody. But you're begging for acknowledgement every single time you go out there. Your position is weak. This could be a way to turn Seth face, or 
we could just see a, a good heel versus heel thing. Well, I mean, I would love to see a good heel versus heel because they don't WWE's do that enough. Do that, but uh, Seth should have came back face. He should have. Uh, there's no room for Seth as a heel yeah. on SmackDown right now. Seth is um, too good of a heel. Seth Seth is your top of the card heel when he's a heel. Yeah. Roman has that spot right now. Yeah. Seth should have come back as a face. You could have had him doing some things. Or even better, he came back as a heel. That's fine. He's been doing you know some stuff here. He's been doing some stuff with Cesaro. Well, his, his feud with Cesaro should end with him turning face. It should. It, it should end with, you know, crap, I was wrong. Um, maybe what they do with Roman is have Roman just randomly beat him down Friday on SmackDown. Yeah, how dare you disrespect me. Yeah, and that's his catalyst for turning face. Yeah, good work. Um, one other thing that I really want to talk about on SmackDown was the Teddy Long segment backstage. Because it starts off in Teddy and Sonya together, and Sonya says, I'm so glad you're here. You know, Adam uh, couldn't make it tonight, so I was kind of worried about doing this by myself, so it's nice to have a legend that knows what's going on. And here comes Sami Zayn. He's like, Teddy, I'm so glad you're here tonight. You know, you're on the outside. You're not part of the conspiracy. And Teddy kind of looks at him, and he's, Sammy says, you know, I want to I want a match with Apollo for the Intercontinental, for my Intercontinental title that was that I was screwed out of because of this conspiracy. And Teddy goes, play it. Tonight you're going one-on-one with The Undertaker. And Sammy kind of goes, Teddy, that's going to, not what I wanted, but, that's going to be kind of hard because, you know, he's retired. And, uh, you know, he also isn't the, uh, the the Intercontinental Champion that I'm trying to get the you know the belt back. And Teddy goes, that's fine. Well, tonight then you'll have a match versus it'll be you and Apollo Crews. And uh, Sammy goes, but I, I don't want to team with Apollo. I want to fight him for the belt. It'll be you and Apollo versus Kevin Owens, Big E. The Street Profits, and uh, who else was on that team? You just had it pulled up. Yeah, I just had it pulled up, and I don't remember who it was now. Uh, let me go down here and look. Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. And uh, Sammy goes, dude, that's two on five. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and he goes, well, you'll be joined by... Otis and Gable and King Booker. And Sonya Deville whispers to him and goes, I mean, King Corbin. <laughs> this, this was comedy that was great. Yeah. You know, this, the, I thought this was great with Sammy. The whole, uh, it'd be kind of hard for me to fight The Undertaker because, like, he's retired. You yeah. Know? I mean, here's the thing. They, they need to stop with the, having him reference the Undertaker. Whenever Teddy Long is there, he's referencing the Undertaker. He's now been told twice on screen that Taker is retired. But I get it. I love the reference back because that's how, when he was the SmackDown GM, tonight you're going to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. Yeah. Or you're going to be in a tag team match, player. Yeah. Holla, holla. Yeah, you know, I I get that. And I get that that's what they're referencing. Well, the problem was, the last time Teddy was on, he made that Undertaker thing. And the yeah. internet blew up. Thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. So, in true WWE fashion, ah, we've got Teddy Long back. He has to reference The Undertaker a bunch. Because it worked the first time. You know, let's take this thing that was really cool and kind of 
you know, kind of spark and drive it into the ground. So now every time we see Teddy Long, he's going to have to miss it. Yeah. Um, let's jump over and talk about the women's division for a second. Okay. How many times are we going to have to watch Bailey and Bianca? Because the entire lead up to Rumble was Bailey and Bianca. Yeah. And then we got Bianca and Sasha. And now we're back to Bailey and Bianca. I'm okay. Are there no other women I'm, on SmackDown? The answer to that question is obviously no. Um, I'm okay with this because you had Bianca and Bailey were doing their thing, and Bailey beats Bianca. When Bailey loses the belt to Sasha, Bianca beats Sasha. Now Bailey is basically coming back at Bianca and saying, "Oh, I see you got this belt. Well, you know, I was the best women's champion ever, so I'm going to go ahead and take that back from you." I'm okay with this, like as a kind of temporary little mm-hmm. thing, because here's my question to to answer your question: What heel women do we have on SmackDown that would be fitted for that role? You don't. You don't. Because Carmella. WWE hasn't done anything with any of their women. Carmella was kind of on a little bit of a push, and then she got derailed horribly. And she even lost her champagne dude. Yeah, and there really aren't any other women on the SmackDown roster that no. are heels. Well, I mean, so, you got Natty and Tamina, tag team. who are teamed right now, and still losing to the tag team champions. Yep. Um, I don't even know who else is on there. Like women, I don't even know exactly. who else is there. Exactly, and, and that's that not is our a fault shame. As fans, that's WWE's fault. Yeah. Um. So I'm okay with it. Uh, this you know the Bianca versus Bailey thing. I just don't want it to become a drawn out, protracted thing. Yeah. Like, let's have their let them have their match at, at Backlash. Uh, I'm so, sir, sir. WrestleMania backlash. Yes. Let them let them have their match at WrestleMania backlash, and then be done with it. I cannot believe it's taken them this long to put WrestleMania in front of backlash. Right. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of the women's division, leaving SmackDown a little bit, there is a uh, return that is going to be happening soon. Yeah, that yeah. everybody I I know is just on you know the the edge of their seats for. As Becky, right? Eva Marie makes her return. Right. Of the redheads we want to make a return. This is not one of them. This is not. Look, okay, she wants to come back. I'm. I'm yeah, come on back. Yeah, that's do, cool. Do your thing. You're not a big deal to me. No, you never were a big deal anyway. You never got your main roster career over. Uh, you're a total diva star. Yeah. That is exactly. that is what you are. Uh. Which, whatever. I mean, if that's that works for you, then great. I'm happy that she's got a job and she's making money. Yeah, me too. But I don't want her showing up and being pushed. No. You know, is this like, oh, she was a legend, blah, blah, blah. Are they going to push her? Like, she never, she didn't have a match on the main roster. Right. She never had, because her whole thing was her going out there and, you know, having the wardrobe malfunction and running to the back or getting... Yep injured and I'm doing air quotes here that was her whole thing and then she got hit with the wellness violation yeah. um, rightfully or wrongfully and then she was gone 
I'm just not excited to see I, I her return. I, I don't um, care. You know, let's talk real quick. Let's let's hop back to Becky. I mean, uh, uh, Bianca versus Bailey. Um, the only way I'm, I would like this to be a little bit longer. Is maybe they push it a little bit so that Becky can be ready to come back, and you have Bianca beating Bailey several times. And then finally, Bailey wins. And then Bailey finally says, Ha, I am the best women's champion. I got the belt. Ba, ba, ba. Oh. And here comes Becky. And Bailey, her whole like demeanor just collapses. Damn it. You know? But the last time they faced each other, Bailey got the win over Becky. Yeah. Because so, that's when she won the, yep. uh, the SmackDown title. Exactly. So, and then you have Becky come back. And that whole, you know, I'm here to get a belt back. I'm here to get, you know, my win. You back. and you and I have, unfinished, have unfinished business. business. I handled my business on Raw and let you handle your stuff here on SmackDown. But you know, something's it, never really set right with me. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, I mean, I'm ready for Becky to come back. Yeah. I, take your take all the time you need, Becky. Spend time right. with your baby. Get yourself healthy. Get yourself ready to come back if that's what you want to do. And if you decide you don't want to come back, that's fine. That's fine with me too. I'm a fan. I want to see her come back. Yeah, same. Uh, um, but while we're on the women's division, let's hop to NXT's women's division. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this match that we, the street fight that we had, where the furniture wanted to Holy murder the women. Crap. Um. There was this, uh, the ladders, the tables, the announce table, everything had it out for these four women. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, Candace is laying on a ladder that was stretched between the ring and the barricade. Shotzi does like a coffin drop. The ladder does not break. <laughs> um, Ember does a, like a, a, a suplex. Uh, yeah. Basically a suplex. Of Indy into a table in the corner that does not break. Um, the women have had this problem several times when they try to do these hardcore matches. I don't know that WWE has figured out how to gimmick the tables for the women. I think that's it because there's just not. You can't have a table that's going to, you know, you blow on it and it falls apart. Yeah. And it breaks, right? You can't have that. So they have to have some stiffness. Yeah. But I don't think, and this isn't by any means a slight anywhere, I don't think a lot of times they can get enough force well, when you, into what they're trying to do because they don't have the mass. Yeah. It's not that they can't. No, you know, but I mean. It's that, you know, there's a difference in Shotzi Blackheart jumping onto Candice LeRae, you know, 105 pounds versus 110 pounds versus, like, even, you know, Seth. Seth, who's at, at 200, 200 and 220, maybe, uh, and, and Randy, who's at 240. Yeah. You know, you're giving that's a up, huge, yeah. you're giving up 200 pounds. You're giving up 200-ish pounds there. So, you know. So I, I think that it's it's a, they need to go back to the drawing board. Because I'm all in about women having these matches. They're amazing to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely not on that side of go women back. shouldn't be wrestling the hardcore no, style no, of ball, no. you know. Go back to the drawing board, figure out how to gimmick your tables and your ladders and all that so that your women don't get injured because Jesus, they're not giving. I really thought Candace was dead. Yeah, it's 
And then Indy at the end of this does like a step up elbow drop from the ring rope to Ember on a table set up at the ramp. Yeah. Shotzi does a splash from off of the 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 pylon through Indy on the announce table. Yeah. These women nearly killed each other. Oh yeah. Pure and simple. It was amazing to watch. And it was a great match. It was a great match. Um and it, you know at the end of it it's one of those things like I I wrestling fan Jason mm-hmm. wanted Shotzi and Ember to keep the titles. Yeah. Cuz I really like Shotzi and Ember. However, Jason I'm cool with either of these two. Dudes. Yeah, uh, even wrestling fan Michael like okay. I tend to like the good guys. I'm, I'm, Me too. You know, I want the good there, guys there to are, win. There are a few heels that I want to win, but for the most part, For the most yeah. part, you want the good guys to win. And that's, that's storytelling. That's how they want it to be. I'm cool with either of these teams winning. I'm actually kind of excited to see the heels get the win because Shotzi and Ember were just kind of spinning their wheels. They were. Uh, so maybe the heels winning are going to push that tag division, the women's tag division on NXT. No, I have a, sadly, I have a feeling that what we're going to see is probably not this week, but next week. We're going to see something comes out where Candace oh, sent no. the flowers. Yeah, that, they're definitely going to, there's going to be a catalyst to, and they're going to drop the titles back to Ember and Shotzi here yeah. soon. Because it's, it is going to be it's exactly going, that. It's going to be a, there's going to be a rematch. And during the rematch, up on the Tron, Something's going to show either during the rematch or before, and it's going to show Candice sending the flowers from her to Shotzi as Dexter, and it's going to cause Indy to walk out, and they're going to lose, and then you're going to have Ember and Shotzi back with the belts, or whoever they're fighting is going to have the belts. Yeah, probably Ember and Shotzi. That's the only team I can think of. Then we'll set up Indy versus Candice. With Austin being like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Now, do you care at all about the NXT Women's Championship? Not really. There's no emotion in this feud with Raquel Gonzalez no. and uh, Mercedes Martinez. There's no. I, I, I don't care I don't about care. it at all. The only like feud that is here is... We're both bigger women. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Mercedes Martinez. I've been wrestling for 30 years, yeah. and I want my belt. Yeah. There, there's there, no, there's there's nothing to this feud. Yeah. It, um, I Have the match, get it over with, and let's move into whatever it is that's going to be next. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Dakota. Probably. Now, um, one of the things that I thought was funny, uh, we were talking about the way a little bit, uh, Gargano and Austin Theory the whole night were trying to chase down William Regal to to so that Johnny doesn't have to face Bronson Reed next week mm-hmm. for the NXT North American title. And they finally get to him. And Johnny and Austin are in Regal's office and Scarlett's in there. And Johnny's telling Regal how unfair it is and all this kind of stuff. And Regal goes, hmm, you're still going to have your match. And Austin is staring at Scarlet Tits the whole time. Yeah. 
And she kind of looks up at him and he goes, never seen are those natural. Cause I've never seen any that big before. <laughs> and like William Regal and Johnny look at him and he goes, dude, her nails are huge. <laughs> and like, you see Scarlet kind of go, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then a few minutes later, uh, you hear that Regal pops up and says, you know, because of your new friend, Scarlet, uh, Austin, you're going to face Karrion Cross next week. And Austin's like, what did I do? <laughs> he's like, he's like freaking out about the fact that, yeah, he's fixing to get killed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which, but this brings into the whole cross versus, uh, O'Reilly or Pete Dunne. Yeah. Which we're going to go. Well, I mean, Finn Balor came back this week. Yeah. Um, so you have Dunne, Balor, O'Reilly all saying, Hey, we should be the number one contender. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I watch any of those matches. I don't really care to see Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross again. We just saw that. Right. Uh, but this is WWE. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. What about Raw? Anything worth talking about on Raw? No. Not really. Uh, not really. Not really. It comes uh, right down to it. You know, like like we said, um, with Shelton and Cedric Shelton and Cedric. That's that's the most newsworthy thing coming out of Raw. I think is it looks like we're um, Shelton's going to be turning face because he cut a promo into that. Yeah, and and like I said, I think this could be the beginning of Shelton's swan song. He's in his mid to late forties at this point. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like um, to see him get a run at like the U.S. title or something. Yeah. you know. There was a time in the mid two thousands um, where I wanted Shelton to get the title. Yeah, but he's not there anymore. I mean, Shelton has a clean win over Triple H. Yeah, during yeah. Triple H's reign of terror. Yeah, uh, I was all about Shelton Benjamin at that time. Well, back when it was when him and Kurt Angle and Charlie Haas were, yeah. you know, American Alpha. They weren't American Alpha. Not American Alpha. American Alpha was uh, Gable and uh, Jordan. What did they call themselves? I don't remember. Because, I mean, that was like, that was early 2000s, and that was really good. Um, Well, I mean, you have two guys there uh, in Kurt Angle and Shelton Benjamin who are legitimately very talented Matt wrestlers. Yes. Uh, And Charlie Haas, I don't know if he was a collegiate wrestler or not. I don't remember. But uh, so you got those two guys that are there. Charlie Haas had a similar style to him, and fit right in. It was amazing. It was fun to watch. And then when Shelton kind of spun off from that, and they moved him from SmackDown to Raw, it was a fun show to watch. Then Shelton kind of went down his thing. He became the golden whatever it was that he was. and The had gold di- standard. The gold standard dyed his hair gold. Uh, uh, I don't care. And he fell down the card ways. But he's back, and he is doing what he needs to be doing at this point, helping to build guys like Cedric and putting them over. We still know who he is. We still know how talented he is. And they keep reminding us from time to time that Hey, Shelton trained Brock. Shelton is Brock's kid's godfather. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
he has the legitimacy that they could put a mid card title on him, no issues. Yeah, easy. They could put a they could put the world title on him, but it would take a build to get him there. Yeah, he would need, and a I don't bit of a think that sure. they have the time to do that. He would definitely need some build. Um, like I could see. So Lashley's got his thing going on right now with Drew and Braun, which hopefully at WrestleMania backlash that'll. Have Shelton challenge Bobby. Mm-hmm. You know, have Shelton challenge him as a, you know, you threw me out of the hurt business. That was the biggest mistake you'll make. I'll make you pay for it. Yeah. Right. And of course, Bobby doesn't take Shelton seriously. Nobody takes Shelton seriously. Uh, MVP says, you know what? I'll have a match with you. And if if you win, then then you, you know, can get the champ. You can get the champ. So they have a match and. Shelton puts MVP down in like five seconds. Quit. Like, wham, bam, ankle lock, you know. And then you can tell a story for, you know, uh, Bobby trying to get out of it, basically. You know, attacking Shelton, you know, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And you could could almost, but not quite, get to that point of maybe the reason that Lashley threw Shelton out is because he is kind of scared of him. Yeah. Um, And you could build that. Whether you keep the title on Bobby at that point or not doesn't matter. But well, you can build that story. What they can do, because we'll probably have live crowds back SummerSlam-ish, is you build towards SummerSlam, but before SummerSlam, you have Bobby just beat the ever-loving tar out of Shelton. Oh. And then you bring Brock back. You could do that. And you have Brock. You ain't going to disrespect my family like that. Yeah, you could do that. And you, you, I don't need to heal Brock at this point. This is face Brock. This is Brock like, dude, you, you hurt my friend. And you have Bobby go overboard. Yeah. Like, this isn't just a beat down, he loses. No, Bobby goes overboard. Well, Bobby hurts Shelton. You could even, you could even to the point, you could have it to where Shelton is about to beat Lashley. Shelton is the first guy that breaks the hurt lock. Mm-hmm. You know, something that Drew couldn't even do. You know, you have something yeah. like that. Shelton hits pay dirt, you know, to the point where Lashley has no choice and Lashley gets himself disqualified. Yeah. And then Lashley gets pissed because he couldn't beat Shelton without this. And so he just goes nuts and just continues working on him with a chair. Put his leg in. Let's get the cool, like, leg in the chair. Jump off the top rope. Jump off the to, top to Break row, the leg. Break thing. the leg, you know. You know. Let's go crazy. Let's have him do that. Let's have him throwing through a ring, uh, uh, a, a ring post. Let's have him, you know, let's just have, like you said, Shelton is annihilated. Yeah. Shelton is hurt. Shelton is gone. And then you hear Brock's Wait, music hit. That first hit of Brock's music, right? And Brock comes down. Well, you hear it the next week. The next That week. happens on, I don't know what, I don't remember the pay-per-view yeah. names, the but that happens at a pay-per-view. Before, the pay-per-view before SummerSlam. And then Monday night on Raw. You have Bobby and MVP out there bragging about bragging how about how they took him how out. they took him out and hey go all out man let's have Shelton in a hospital room yeah his leg like his leg all the way to the hip in a cast and his arm in a cast and you know all this kind of stuff put put a machine there that's just beeping because beeping machines are always bad yeah you know they show that and they're like this is what we did to Shelton. Who is going to step up? We've taken care of Drew. We've taken care of Braun. We've taken care of whoever this guy thought he was. You know, 
on and on and on and on. And then you just hear that first little guitar hit yeah. on uh, Brock's, music. Brock's music. And you see just the utter fear on MVP yeah. and the fear in Bobby. Because he know he about to get his ass whooped. And then Brock just comes walking out on the top of the ramp, doing his Dude, little, little bounce hop. I don't want, I don't want to see. Want, I don't want Brock Paul. to talk at this point. No, I don't want Brock. I don't want Brock. I don't, I don't want Brock Paul talking. Anywhere. I don't want Paul anywhere. This is Brock just coming to whoop he some does, ass. He does his little bounce. He goes down. He walks down to the ring. He doesn't run. He walks down to the ring. While he's walking down to the ring, MVP disappears. Bobby, of course, doesn't. Bobby stays in the ring. And then we have just a that that tie up punches thrown knees thrown because I mean both these dudes are UFC fighters. See, I think I think you're wrong here. Okay, I think Brock comes out. He does his little bounce and then he sprints toward the ring. And both at this point, both Bobby and MVP run away. Run away. And then the next uh, week you get the tie up. The next week you get the tie up. See, I, I kind of want to see the tie up because I want to see Bobby have to roll out of the. Right, they tie up. They're fighting, and in Bobby's head, he's thinking, "Yeah, man, he's been on the shelf for over a year. Psh, I got this." I mean, and then like just the fury of it, Bobby has to roll the ring, and he gets up to the he gets to the ramp, and he's like looking shocked. And Brock, Brock doesn't have a mic at this point. But Brock's just yelling at him. Yeah, Brock's You're just jawing at this him. to my family, and you just picking up the ambient mics. I think that would be really cool, and that builds in from the night after that pay-per-view until SummerSlam. And SummerSlam is, you know what? Brock versus, uh, Brock makes a comment along the way of the fact that we never met in the cage. Uh, let's change that. So we have Brock versus Bobby in a steel cage. Yeah. You know. I think that would be cool. Look, this is a match that we have been begging for for almost 20 years at this point. No, I don't want to see Brock necessarily win. Um, I, I want to see Brock, like, in this scenario. Because I, really, I really don't want to see Brock with the belt again. Yeah, the, in this scenario, I don't want to see Brock win the belt, but I want to see him win the match. Maybe so you, maybe they just don't make it a title match. Maybe you have either it's not a title match, or maybe maybe Shelton wins. Maybe Shelton beats Bobby and becomes the new Universal Champion, or the new uh, WWE Champion. And that's what causes Bobby to go absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and beat the crap out of Shelton afterwards. He is so pissed that he lost. And, you know, if you don't want to put the belt on Shelton for any length of time, that's fine. This is a perfect opportunity to say, you know, on that, that Raw, in fact, you could even build it as a, due to the injury sustained after the fight. Yeah. Shelton had to relinquish Shelton, the title. Shelton's relinquished title. We're going to have a tournament, which WWE will never do. Right. But, you but know. You can have that, and then you have the, the reason Brock comes out then is MVP and Bobby in the ring, and they're just talking about, why are we doing this tournament? Just give the belt back to Bobby. He he lost it. You know, he yeah. never really lost it at this point in that case. Um, And that's when you have the, the Brock Lesnar yeah. music hit, and here we go. You know, Now yeah. we have, we're going to go ahead and have our tournament, Right, we can at least you know you, you have Adam Pierce say, uh, absolutely not is Bobby Lashley going to be part of the tournament because it's his fault that we're having to do this. Yeah, 
He's not part of it. He's not. As punishment, he's not as going to get the match for a while. He can't be in it. Yeah. Then you have Brock versus Bobby, right? You can put Drew and Braun and all those in the tournament. You can have a SummerSlam moment of Drew winning the belt in front of fans, yeah. which he didn't get. He hasn't gotten to do. And you can have this match that we've always wanted to see of Bobby versus Brock. We've been begging for this match since Bobby Lashley debuted because he was the new Brock Lesnar. He, the look and everything. All right. Mm, mm-hmm. We need to shift because we're going to go over long, most likely. No. So let's shift to AEW. I want to talk about and, the absolute worst wrestling that I've seen in quite some time. The floor, sir, is yours. So, okay. We watch Blood and Guts. If you're going to name a show, this isn't Dynamite. No. This is Blood and Guts. Yes. Right? If you're going to give your show a name, you're wanting to make it stand out, I need you to try. This was without a doubt the worst AEW show, pay-per-view, dark that I have ever seen. From the opening minutes until the AEW logo came up on the bottle, I was nothing but disappointed with this show. You have this, uh, the tag match. Moxley and Kingston versus Kenny and Michael Nakazawa. In which afterwards... Everybody beats up Kingston and and Moxley, and nobody at all comes out to do anything. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous to a point of absurdity. Yeah, it it's okay. We get it. We understand the heels getting the upper hand. Sure, but I don't understand the heels getting the upper hand for six months. They get the upper hand every night. You have, what was it? It was six of them, technically, cause, or seven, I guess, if you want to count Callus, but versus two. Hangman is the number one contender, supposedly. Yeah. Where is Hangman? He hasn't been on a show now in several weeks. Didn't he, didn't he on a show this week? I don't think so. Huh. Um, so where is he? Why isn't he out there helping out? Where is, where is anybody? And the, the fact of the matter is, is, Hangman's not there because he is the heir apparent, mm-hmm. but they're not ready for it yet. They're not ready for him yet. And Which so, is okay, I guess. They are. Except they've booked themselves into a corner with that. Yeah. We're, we want Hangman to be our. I, I fully believe that AEW wants Hangman to be their next champion, but we're, we're not going to do that at double or nothing. So. We're going to either feed Kenny Orange Cassidy or Pac. Currently, we're feeding Kenny Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Which... Why? This is, this is, that is atrocious. It's bad. You know, I'm not going to go on the, 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 the line of, I don't want the Bucks to be heels, because I do. I think their heel work is better than their face work. However, this ain't it. Yeah. 
Well, and it's because they've tied everything back to this elite club. You know the the it's Bullet Club 2.0. I just I don't that like nobody this. cares because I don't know what happened to and apparently there's backstage heat between Kenny and Cody. Um, I saw that earlier today when I was flipping through YouTube that apparently those two are are not getting along about some things. Uh, I mean I I don't know what I don't know what happened to Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. They used to really like them. But something's not connecting anymore. Something's off, and either they're refusing to recognize it, or they just don't see it. Yep. But something's off, because they're not the team that they should be. Yep. So, uh, And having them show up, we've talked about it before. Why are they allowed in the building? Yeah. Why is Don Callis allowed in the building? I could understand the, the the Good Brothers being allowed in the building. If we're having this TNA uh, AEW talent swap thing, I can understand them being allowed in there because mm-hmm. they're talent. Callis is not talent. You know that should be a all right. You two can come in, and when Callis tries to walk in, no, Tony has banned you from the building, and that gives him something to rant about yeah. on TNA. On exactly. Impact. And, you know, you, you have Omega on Impact ranting about it. And I'm a EVP. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, and still, Tony's like, no. no. And, and Tony Kayfabe fires him from his EVP yeah. role. And you just have Kenny like, what What just happened? Yeah. Have Tony, Tony fires Kenny. The Young Bucks going to say something. He just looks at him and goes, would you like to be fired too? Yeah, you, know, you, you could you could build something cool here. I don't want to see Tony on the show. No, I no. don't want to see this authority figure thing. But little snippets, little things like that, that would further a story. That's cool. Yeah, you know, and it, you just have those kind of moments that, for some reason, AEW doesn't want to give us. So I, I really hated this match. I really hated all of it. Mm-hmm. The, the match itself wasn't terrible. Ish. Well, okay, so... But everything around it, I hate it. I don't remember who said it. It was Booker T or uh, uh, Bubba Dudley or somebody. I don't remember who. But um, they said if they were Impact, they would be pissed. Because Kenny Omega is the Impact champion right now. Did you catch who carried the Impact Championship out to the ring? Yeah, Nakazawa did. What? Yeah. If I'm Anthem? Yeah. Kenny Kenny had on the AEW title. And Michael Nakazawa, his lackey, his goon. If I'm Anthem, I am livid. I am calling Tony Khan and I am saying... We are pulling the plug unless yeah. something changes. And, you know, yeah. Kenny drops the title in 30 seconds to Moose yeah. on Impact TV. Not even at mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Impact, Impact TV. TV. Yeah. And the Good Brothers lose their championships, too, because they're tied up in all this. Yeah. I don't even know. Are they still they're the tag champions. champions? Okay. But, like, no, this is, like, that is insulting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, like, I'll get it. They're trying to build this thing. 
but that's not the way to go about doing it. No, it isn't. Um, then we move to the second match, which is QT versus Cody. We all knew that Cody was going to win this match. Yeah. However, there is a point where Cody goes to take his belt off, his weight belt. And the referee gets in his face and snatches the belt out of his hands. If you use this, you're disqualified. And then QT takes his belt off behind the ref's back. The ref and Cody turn and look at him, and he hits Cody with the belt, and the ref kind of goes that, ooh, that looked like it hurt. Doesn't say a word. Later, QT is outside of the ring. Arn grabs him and is grinding his face into the ring post. The ref comes over and tells him to cut it out. We don't throw Arn out. We don't declare a disqualification. You have to be better, AEW. You have to be more consistent. They've only had one disqualification in the entire run of their shows. You either need to come out and say, you know what, disqualifications are just something we don't do. Yeah. And you know what? Cool. Yeah. But if that's the case... Tell us. Tell me, and then your heels don't need to hide it. Because for the most part... The heels have really done a good job, or a, 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 the 80s good job, of trying to hide their antics. Mm -hmm. They're hiding them behind the ref's back. You, know, you see the ref, did you do something? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I've got my eye on you. Yeah. And they turn around and get blasted again. Um, Do something. Because this sucked. Make a decision. Then you have a go-go comes down, who has been on Dark a couple times, and he's a part of the factory, and... He comes down, he gut punches Cody once, gives him one hit, and it covers him in a British flag. So he's going to be the next guy that Cody buries. Yeah. It, that appears. Now, the one thing I will say, QT kicked out of a uh, crossroads. They, look, they're giving QT this push. He was nobody. And, and and I don't mean that to be mean or anything, but he was a nobody. QT Marshall was a nobody who just happened to be friends with Cody, mm -hmm. and he's managed to. They've managed to actually make him somebody with yet another faction on the show. Yeah. So that match sucked. Well, and when I say the matches suck, don't get me wrong. The matches are good. The match, the wrestling matches are fine. The beats in the matches are terrible sometimes, and what they do with them is awful. Yeah. But the the actual wrestling quality in the ring isn't bad. Yeah. We get another segment of Darby getting his ass kicked. Sting's not even there this time. Sting's not Which even there. Which is apparently this time. apparently this is the first dynamite that Sting has missed. Since his debut. Cool. So Sting misses blood and guts. Yes. A named important dynamite. Yes. Okay. You don't That's have cool. you don't have snowy Sting. You know what it is? It's because it's getting into summertime, mm -hmm. and the snow can't get there to blow him in. <laughs> uh, um. So we have that. We have two squash matches. Again. 
blood and guts. Mm-hmm. You have named this show something important. Two squash matches. This is all in the first hour. Then we get to the... Which, board. there's no fans for the first no hour fans. because it's pre-taped. It's all pre-taped. And they're showing it. The fan noise that they pipe in is the live fans that are there for blood and guts mm-hmm. that are watching this on a screen. Yeah. So, of course, you don't have that same level of excitement right. that you would have had because everybody's kind of sitting there bored. They're playing on their phones. Yeah. And then we have the blood and guts match. This is an hour long. Cool. This had potential to be super awesome. And I will admit during the match, it was pretty good. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of very brutal spots. Now, the biggest problem I have with this match, there are two of them. This is on TNT. They have to do commercials. I understand. The commercial breaks were when Wardlow makes his entrance. Mm-hmm. During the next commercial break, there's tearing up the ring, breaking the ropes, tearing up the mat, the whole thing. Something that I would have loved to have really seen and really heard Tony and JR's responses to, and Excalibur's responses yeah. to. No, nah, we're watching a Subway commercial. The third commercial break that was during this is when MJF gets up on top of the cage. Wardlow's entrance, meh. Take it or leave it. Well, Wardlow has been pushed. He's being pushed. This. So it's kind of like, why did you do this? The other two, though, those are some pretty major points yeah. that I would think, it, and you're you're putting them on in a picture-in-picture picture where I'm learning that I can save money by switching to Geico. This shows AEW's inexperience, and it's inexcusable. It is. Because backstage at AEW, as producers, you have Arn Anderson. Who spent the last twenty years as a producer in WWE? It is. You have Dean Malenko, who spent the last twenty years as a producer at WWE. They know how to produce these matches. Yeah, it, it's terrible. And either somebody's not listening to them. Yep. Or they are not actually trying. They're running. I I, I honestly believe. They are still running on, we're not WWE. That doesn't work anymore. We're giving you, we're giving you a fresh look on wrestling. We're giving you a different view. You don't have to be beholden to corporate wrestling. Okay, that's cool. But show me why I should care. And this production, this was terrible. Then, the story of the match. Now, the pinnacle wins. Part of me is okay with Pinnacle winning. They're the new guys. They're the up-and-comers. I, I don't mind that I'm Pinnacle okay won. I'm okay with Jericho putting them over. Jericho putting over MJF. I'm yeah. fine with this. I feel like if they were going to go that route, then pre this match, Inner Circle should have gotten the upper hand every time. So they... Because what this effectively did, to me at least, was Santana and Ortiz are doing, and Jake Hager are doing something in the ring. 
Jericho is up on top of the cage. Him and MJF have been fighting. MJF gets the better of him. Sammy is outside of the ring. MJF shouts at Sammy, surrender or I'm throwing him off. Sammy surrenders. Then Jericho gets thrown off the ring. So, it makes Sammy look stupid and naive in the first place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily make Jericho, or it doesn't make MJF look like this villainous heel. It makes Sammy look stupid. Yeah. Wrong things here. And they show the long shot of Jericho falling onto corrugated steel stickers that were put on cardboard over a big fluffy crash mat. Now, the internet's gone crazy about this. Jericho's over 50. I am perfectly okay with Jericho not taking that kind of bump. Yeah. However, I want you to compare that kind of bump if it was done in WWE. Well, that we, crash we, pad would have been under... We talked other. about it We talked about it Wednesday night when it happened. The top layer would have been a real thin piece of plywood mm-hmm. that would have just crumbled. Shattered. Don't and put the, stickers on cardboard. It looks stupid. Yeah. And then he would have had two or three more feet to the crash pad because we wouldn't have yeah. seen the crash pad. We wouldn't pad. have seen the crash pad. And Compare to when Shotzi jumped off on... Indy on the announce desk. Mm-hmm. Even compare this to when Shane came off the top of Hell in a Cell. Yeah. We we saw the crash pad when Shane jumped off on Kevin Owens on that. It just barely. Yeah. It was hidden very well. Or as well as could be expected. It, well, as what they had to work with. It wasn't even hidden at all. Like, it was painfully obvious. What you, It was so obvious that it was cardboard. It was so obvious that there was a crash mm-hmm. pad there. Like, you could see the crash pad and him yeah. laying on it. Like, I'm willing to go up and take this bump. Yeah, I would have taken this bump. Because, fine. you know, it would have been like, yeah, cool, let's do it. It's like those, it, it honestly reminded me of those big inflatable things that you see at lakes and things yeah. of that nature. You jump off on one side and it knocks the other guy off the end. Yeah, the blob. Yeah, it's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, no, it was this so was... obvious that this was a crash pad. And everybody knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It made Sammy it, look stupid. Inner made, Circle surrenders as they're about to throw Jericho off the top. And everybody, everybody who has ever turned a TV on in their life, whether they've seen wrestling or not, knows where this is going. Knows that MJF is about to throw Jericho off the top. Yeah. Regardless of what they do on the ground, mm-hmm. everybody knows. It was terrible. It was terrible. And it compl- and again, this is another situation where the ending of a match completely ruins the match. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate being that guy who sits here and says, you know, 35 minutes of wrestling was ruined by one minute of, of the ending. Yeah. But what do you remember? The ending. I remember the ending. There's a cool spot where Jericho hits one of the pinnacle moves, I forget which it is, with the turnbuckle spike. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There is some cool, uh, Sammy goes coast to coast on Spears. Yeah. That was pretty cool. There were some cool moments in this match that there, will never two, be remembered. There's two things that stand out to me about this match. One, Santana and Ortiz are fans of Ghost. 
Yeah. And <laughs> two, that awful ending. Yeah. The ending will forever be what is remembered with this match. Not the cool, not the fact that, you know, you have uh, Inner Circle all came in in prison jumpsuits. Yeah. From different prisons. Um, Santana and Ortiz full on face paint. Yeah. I, I'm making fun of them saying they're fans of ghosts because they painted up but like white and black face paint. You know, but they it come out cool. It looked cool. The fact that they were all themed and that they weren't in wrestling tights. Yeah. The they pinnacle, were in. Pinnacle was all in wrestling tights and in versions of white and purple. Yeah. They looked like a million bucks too. Yeah. I, I don't care because the last image I see of this match is is Chris Jericho laying in a pile of cardboard on a bouncy castle. Yeah. It just, it didn't do it for me. This was, this was without a doubt the worst AEW show I have seen. We are three weeks away. I'm not From buying. double or nothing. You just said you're not buying it. I'm not paying for it. I'm not buying it. There's nothing that has even been talked about for this show that interests me. I'm not paying for it. I get to see Hawk and Orange Cassidy go at it again um, next, next week. week. I'm down for that. Yeah. I would love to see Pac and Omega go at it. I'd love to see Pac and Orange Cassidy go at it. I'm not going to pay to see it at Double or Nothing, and I'm not going to pay to see it knowing that I'm going to get a six, seven-on-one beatdown yeah, afterwards. afterwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not paying for Double or Nothing. Eight, for right now, AEW has gotten the last of my dollars for pay-per-views. I almost want to say I don't care to watch next week. That that's going to be a lie because I really want to see Pac and Orange Cassidy yeah. go at it. I mean, I'm going to watch simply because this is this is a situation where if NXT and AEW are still on Wednesday nights, we would watch NXT. Yeah, except um, for the Pac and, and Orange Cassidy yeah. match. We would turn to watch that. I just, I don't care. And for a company that has One done year. as well as they have. You're in some change. And I kind of don't care about AEW anymore. That's and scary. this was like, the, this was the, the, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back on. How, how, how do you mess up a war games this bad? Like, because that's Shotsy, what Blood and Guts is. Blood and Guts Shotsy is war Black, games. Shotzi Blackheart had the perfect response to this on Twitter. It showed a girl walk up to the end of a bed and jump up in the air and land on the middle of a bed on her back. No contacts, no nothing. That's all she posted. Be said. Yep. You. You are the son. Of the guy who invented war games. And this is what you give me. Yeah. I agree with the government on the fact that WWE should keep that. Because the war games match I've seen on NXT. Amazing. Have been amazing. If this is your plan for war games AEW, you should probably never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. And on that huge yeah. disappointment, we would like to say thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They have all kinds of games here for you to come pick up. They've got board games, they've got role playing games, tabletop, uh, uh, card games, all Images, of it. Paints, whatever. Yeah. If you, you know, you want to learn how to play D&D, 
come up here. There's somebody up here that will show you how to play, and they have all the supplies that you need. If you want to pick up Azul and, and play a fun little game, pick up Azul and play, you know, have some fun. All sorts of fun games here. Come pick them up. While you're here, head on over to... You can head over to Big Dog Liquor. Um, grab yourself a bottle of something. They've got every liquor that you can think of. They've got a huge wine selection. Uh, they have mixers. They have all of that kind of stuff. Like I said before, every month he does, Brad does a different uh, wine sale. So, you know, hey, if you like Woodbridge or you like uh, Yellowtail or you like whatever, it's on sale. Hit him up. Order a case. One, you'll save some money on the sale. Two, he gives a discount on purchasing cases. So And follow him on Facebook because he posts yeah. what he gets new. Posts all the new stuff. On, on Facebook. That's where I saw that he had the Angel's Envy. That's where it caught my eye. And I was like, oh, I got to try that. Mm-hmm. Man, I love this whiskey. Yeah. This is a great whiskey. So come visit. Spend some money on some alcohol and some board games. Have fun with your friends and family. And until next week, Cheers. cheers.